Trogdon, my wife Nancy and I are here. And first thing I'd like to say is we love the idea of camping for a conference. And uh, we trusted the Lord as our personal Savior about 40 years ago. Nancy a little bit before me, and then I trusted the Lord after she did. Going back 40 years, we raised our family. We have two children, a son and a daughter, one of each. And we raised our family camping. We started out backpacking and then tent camping and then a pop-up. We drove pulling it with a Volkswagen Beetle. And we came all the way out west for the first time to the Grand Canyon and camped our way out and camped our way back. And that was the way that the Lord gave us opportunities in ministry through campgrounds. All we knew was the gospel and we were glad to share it with people. Well, after... A period of time, the Lord really laid on our hearts the need in Africa. So we spent 10 years in Africa with people that you know that came from your area in California, uh, Bill Deans. And it really touched our hearts. Bill and Ella Spees as well. Jane Winterling, who's still there in that area. Uh, some others who've come from your area that have been so instrumental in our lives. Brother William McDonald as well. And uh, so we went to Africa for 10 years in 83 to 93, and we found out that camping was the best preparation for ministry in Africa because we went camping with the pygmies. And uh, we learned more about what to do there by what we did here. Well, the Lord, through a lot of political upheaval in Africa, we had to evacuate in 1993, came back, started camping again, and the Lord laid on our hearts the mission field of North America. And we've been camping ever since. We now have five grandchildren by our son who lives up in Kentucky. Our daughter Angie down in Charleston, South Carolina is not married, but we're so proud of, of the, the way the Lord has blessed our family. I'm especially, and I know Nancy is too, especially glad to be here with Brother Mike Atwood and his son Paul. I know you're looking forward to hearing his ministry from Zachariah. The Lord has laid on my heart, especially when I got a little email from Brother Mike the other day that the Lord had directed him towards Zechariah. Zechariah, as you're going to hear, was really given to encouraging the work, as Mike just said, of building the house of God. Nehemiah followed right after Zechariah in building the walls around Jerusalem. And so that's what I'd like to do with you, but I'd like to concentrate it on just Nehemiah chapter 3, looking at the 12 gates, 10 gates in chapter 3, starting with the sheep gate, then the fish gate, the old gate, you're going to follow them all the way through the valley gate and the refuse gate and the fountain gate and the word gate or the water gate where the word is given all the way through to the 12 gates around the city of Jerusalem. And each gate, we won't look at it historically as it has significance historically, but we're going to be looking at it practically by application in each of our lives because a gate always brings us to the point of decision. And each gate, I'm praying, will bring you either to say, I've gone through that gate, or I need to go through that gate, and I pray that the Lord will help you to get into that gate. So much so that you say, like the psalmist expressed, our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Remember, the psalmist said, The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. I hope that by the time we finish up this week that you're going to love the gates of Zion as well. It's not the first time I've given this series, but I'm looking forward to revisiting each gate with you. So uh, with your reading assignment of Zechariah, let me add just one chapter 
And that's Nehemiah chapter 3. And take the theme that Nehemiah strikes. Let us rise up and build the walls and we'll set up one gate at a time. I've been asked to close our evening in a word of prayer. And uh, again, don't, don't let the week slide by without getting some good time in for fellowship. I'm a little concerned about what we're having tomorrow because Brother David said we're having the speakers. I don't know if that means like over the fire or what. But uh, we're looking forward to our fellowship interacting each time we can be together. We're all here in the campground or, or around in the cabins or wherever. But don't let the week slide by and all of a sudden say, you know, it's Friday. We're going home tomorrow on Saturday. And I missed out on something to do, especially in what the Lord may be dealing in your heart about, whether it's salvation or whether a closer walk with him. We trust that the Lord will work in our hearts in a great way this week. Let's close with a word of prayer. Our blessed Father, as we gather together one more time to join our hearts in your presence, we thank and praise you for your wonderful Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your love for him, his love for you that was fully expressed at Calvary, and your love demonstrated in the fullest of measure when he gave his life for us. Father, help us to be able to comprehend with all the saints what truly is the the very breadth and length and depth and height of the love of God, which far surpasses our comprehension, but is fully realized through our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that you would give us all a good rest tonight. Also, the refreshing fellowship that we'll enjoy throughout this week. Keep us safe and in your care and give us the joy of the Lord to be our strength and help us to redeem each moment of time we have together in your presence and in fellowship one with another. For we give you our thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.